0: How's it going, everybody? This is Brian for Pop Culture Crossing, and today we are talking about Sidney Pollock's 1993 legal thriller, The Firm. This movie is based on the novel of the same name written by John Grisham, a well-known legal novellist. The film's strong character development, complex mysterious story, and strong technical aspects, specifically cinematography and music, result in The Firm being an impressive, though long-running movie. Luckily, its strengths outweigh uh, the movie's running time. The firm's story centers on Mitch McDear, a recent Harvard Law School graduate who joins a Memphis law firm. During the hiring process, the film makes it abundantly clear that the firm is quite interested in McDeer and they even throw in a car and other bells and whistles to sweeten the deal. Now once McDeer and his wife Abby move to Memphis and they go down and visit to kind of get a feel for things and meet people in the firm, red flags start popping and Abby specifically notices something odd when a wife of another attorney at the firm says that the firm doesn't forbid wives to work. Now, this is very strange. So Abby asks McDear about it, and she's kind of trepidatious about whether or not he should take the job. And he says, hey, don't worry about it. This is a great firm, and I think it's going to be a great opportunity. So they go along, and he accepts the job, and they do end up moving there and working and living there full time. However, as McDeer, um becomes more involved and uh, familiar with the work and lifestyle of the firm, additional conspicuous events occur that he notices. Mainly, there have been four out of the firm's 41 attorneys have died just in the last decade, so this revelation results in McDear being faced with uh, the f- prospect that the firm may be up to nefarious uh, activity and that he's going to have a very important choice that is not only going to affect him, but will affect Abby moving forward. The film has pretty good pacing, but is a bit long, as I mentioned. Thankfully, the story is enjoyable and intriguing, the setup showing McDear interview for several positions before the firm is appreciated as it makes this development feel organic. It doesn't just shoot you right in like oh he's at this firm and it's like who is this guy. You do get a little bit of that exposition. It's not a lot but it is what's there is appreciated and nice to have. The way in which the red flags are raised regarding the firm's um, really feeds into the mystery of the movie and these hooks are quite effective at grabbing and holding the viewers attention throughout the film. The movie's most significant total motifs are being rich and simply feeling rich and how those are two dramatically different things. You can feel rich but not be rich and just because you feel it isn't indicative of your actual wealth. And during a conversation with his brother McDear provides a very telling quote that really nicely captures the whole essence and just summary of the film. And he admits, wouldn't it be funny if I went to Harvard, you went to jail, and we both ended up surrounded by crooks. So there you have it. That kind of lets you know what kind of movie this is. Other elements of the tone consists of corruption, legal intrigue, and being caught up in a situation where the details just appear to be too good to be true. And this is also a very nice and apt uh, minor lesson that if you are presented with some situation and you think, wow, this is great, there's nothing wrong here, everything is too good to be true, Chances are it probably is, so do your homework and use your head. There definitely are some twists in the movie and very nice details, but it also does have some elements that are predictable. Um, However, all the tonal flavors really mix well with the firm's underlying legal nature. In terms of performances, the firm's actors do not disappoint at all. Tom Cruise is clearly the principal in his portrayal of Mitch McDeer, uh, Cruz's depiction of McDear's naivete regarding the hiring process and accepting the job offer is well done and convincing. Once McDear joins the firm his transmogrification both in terms of physical possessions as well as his attitude from a relatively poor graduate student to a high roller is noticeable and this allows for great character development um, when he learns that there may be sinister behavior at his firm, and we really see Cruz uh, flex his acting muscles in that regard. G. N. Triple Horns, Abby McDear is also well acted. Triple Horn powerfully conveys Abby's emotional ebb and flow throughout the ordeal, and viewers will most likely empathize with Abby regarding McDear's change in behavior and his overall nature. There was one sequence, however, um, that was stilted and odd. Uh, Shortly after McDear starts working at the firm, Abby becomes upset and kind of agitated because her husband spends most of his time at the firm and not at home. And she really should have known that associates at prestigious law firms have grueling hours. And she definitely should have known this if McDear went to Harvard Law School so though it is minor this element really did just break the continuity of the movie in that sequence and it's like uh you can convey her emotional kind of tension and feeling distraught in another way other than this one and that should have been the case gene hackman's avery tolar mcdears mentor in the firm is expertly acted by hackman Tolar, as well as other members in the firm, namely Hal Holbrook's Oliver Lambert, are seemingly clean-cut individuals, but they hide something more ominous under their facades, and this is an excellent example of people who may not look like they're up to no good, but they are, so that's also another thing to file away in your brains. And Hackman's depiction of this, coupled with just kind of his unnerving demeanor, it really feels the movie's mystery. Also I want to mention that other supporting roles from Ed Harris, Holly Hunter, and Gary Busey are well done in their own respective roles. The movie boasts strong technical aspects as John Seale's cinematography is superb. Heavy use of close-ups aptly capture the tension of the characters involved in the story, And space is expertly utilized, particularly with prison bars and a chain link fence. Uh, Both are transparent, but clearly separate the characters on either side. And it was nice that the camera captured the obtrusion of the bars or the chain link and wasn't merely placed on the other side showing the characters. So you really got that break between the characters as they're talking in those sequences. Mirror imaging, symmetry, a short dolly zoom, and the use of foreground and lighting all nicely accentuate certain compositions, though some shots depicted Abby with uh, an odd uh, and noticeable halo effect and weird top lighting. That is actually a pet peeve of mine if you've been watching my reviews, Um, so that stood out in a negative way to me. And but nice establishing shots and second unit shots were used to a uh, great effect and really set the scene. David Grusin's music helps add another layer to the film's shadowy elite motif. The main theme is a piano composition that consists of these piercing treble notes as well as striking bass, and the juxtaposition of those is very nice and. All this just really adds the layer of dimension to the underlying tension in the movie and other music features piano riffs that are reflected of the groovy uh, luxurious lifestyle of those within the firm Sidney Pollock's direction of this film is commendable though it runs a bit long as I have mentioned the lessons evident in the movie combined with the alluring narrative and refreshing character development, make the firm a strong candidate if you are interested in a legal drama or a thriller. The smaller nuances and details of the characters and the narrative itself speak to Pollock's ability to effectively convey and successfully convey a mystery on the big screen. In the end, The Firm is a very strong legal thriller that is sure to entertain viewers. The serpentine story, strong acting, and impressive technical elements, namely cinematography and music, all speak to the film's great, well-rounded final packages. And these positives really do outweigh the critiques of the running time, that sequence with Abby being upset about uh, McDeer's long hours and the weird top-lighting halo effect. So you will likely find yourself thinking about this movie for some time after you've seen it. That's what happened to me anyways. But you really can't go wrong with The Firm. So that's my review of 1993's The Firm. Be sure to let me know your thoughts in the comments below or on our social media channels, and let me know what you thought of the film and how it stacks up with other... Not only thrillers, but specifically legal thrillers. I want to know, give me your top three legal thriller movies. I'm curious to hear what you have to say there. And as always, you can check our full detailed written review at popculturecrossing.com. Be sure to uh, subscribe to our audio podcast editions on iTunes and Google Play. And be sure to also uh share our reviews if you enjoy them and we appreciate that support as well so thanks for watching i'll see you next time bye